Well, good morning, Greenwich, and welcome to the Friday, July 16th edition of the Basement Academy. As we wrap up another week, I want to thank you for your attentive listening, even as you may be going about other activities. Uh, some may be listening to this on our podcast. Others watch it, of course, uh, with the video and see the whiteboard and the outline. Um, I listen to podcasts, and I, so I'm always kind of double uh, kind of multitasking while I'm doing some chores, listening. And so I expect a lot of folks do that as well and hope it's uh, been a helpful week as we study. We'll be wrapping up the actual text of Ephesians, going to extend a little bit uh, into next week as well, some some final thoughts. Um, let's dive into our morning psalm, uh, Psalm 46. Uh, this is familiar to us. Um, this is the hymn that sits underneath uh, a mighty fortress is our God. That that great hymn by Martin Luther. Uh, it's his setting this psalm to music, essentially. Psalm forty six. God is our refuge and strength, and ever present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see the works of the Lord, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. A mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing. <clears throat> Kingdoms, uh, nations are in uproar, kingdoms fall. So this psalm is written, let's say, 3,000 years ago, plus or minus. <clears throat> is it any different? <laughs> nations are in uproar. Kingdoms Fall. This is the lot of the human family. It is the course of human history that nations rise, nations fall. Uh, I've been listening to, uh, re-listening to the book I listened to last year, Dominion. It's essentially a, a, a history of the church. And just, you know, when you, when you get these sweeps of time that you are thinking about. <clears throat> we all remember our Western Civ classes and history classes. With, with, the, with the sweep of history in front of us, you, you see the rise and the decline and, and fall. Now, we're living through what some are suggesting is the decline of the American experiment, the American experience and, and, and nation. We'll see. We only, we only live it a day at a time. Um, 30, 50, 100 years from now, we'll be, you know, 
we won't look back, of course, but others will look back and talk about those pivotal moments. Yeah, 1978 or 1999 or 2012 or, you know, who knows what history is going to mark as pivotal moments in our nation's history, its rise, its plateauing, its decline, <clears throat> its renewal. The hope of the Christian is not set in their nation. The hope of the Christian is not set in their government, uh, in their military, uh, in their technology. The hope of the Christian is never in this life. We seek a city that is to come, uh, to use the language of, of Hebrews chapter 11. Abraham left his father's home and, and he sought a, 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 another land. And so Christians understand that there is no permanent lasting city here to which we belong. And we sometimes get faked out by that, okay? It happens in every generation. The church history uh, book I'm listening to, Dominion is its title, has reminded me of that. Every generation of Christians, passionate for God, passionate for the kingdom, is trying to bring the kingdom, may your kingdom be done, uh, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so trying to bring it about, Calvin in Geneva, so many others. And they all fail <clears throat> and sometimes fail miserably and, and harshly. Uh, and there's, there's actions that the church engages in that are antithetical to what our Lord teaches. But it's with often with good intent and heart that trying to be about this work. Um, so I, I've, it's been a helpful listen as I'm listening at, while we're studying Ephesians and I'm watching the news <laughs> and listening to the news. So nations are in uproar, kingdoms fall. The, Lord, the, the, the affirmation of the believer, the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. We seek our security, not in the things of this world, nation, government, politics, military, technology, medicine, and the like. Our security, our fortress, ultimately, is in God alone. So be still. Know that I am God. I will be exalted in the earth. I'll be exalted among all nations. And so as we wrap up our study of Ephesians, this is our 32nd study. The last few verses, some final greetings. Tychicus, the dear brother and faithful servant in the Lord, will tell you everything so that you also may know how I am and what I am doing. I am sending him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are and that he may encourage you. Peace to the brothers and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with an undying love. What a great way to end the letter. So, um, the New Testament letters follow a very similar um, format. You know, our, um, of course, nobody writes letters anymore, right? But, you know, you might put the date, you might put, you know, the location, etc. Uh, but, you, you know, dear 
you know, dear Aunt Judy. Uh, and then there's kind of an opening greeting. Uh, I hope you're doing well. We've been well. We've missed you. You know, there's, and then you get into what you're communicating. And so uh, there was an opening greeting. And then th there's a closing kind of, there, there's like a salutation and then uh, kind of a salutation at the end, a, a, a greeting, uh, a blessing at the end. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, to the saints in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. From God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So that, that, that's a, a common Pauline um, uh, framing of that language. So identifying himself, the apostle of Christ Jesus, um, and then to the saints in Ephesus, and then grace and peace. And so this closes after this mention of, of Tychicus. <clears throat> Interesting, I'm sending him to you. Probably the letter is, is he's, he's conveying the letter. Um, he'll tell you everything. He'll, he'll tell you uh, how I am and what I'm doing. <clears throat> and it just struck me, um, the, the personal nature of Paul's letters. Now, this doesn't have as many personal greetings as some of his letters do, which have caused some to question whether Paul actually is the author of this. But um, sending Tychicus as a personal messenger to carry the letter, but then to carry the news. Here's, here's how Paul's doing. He wanted you to hear this and convey uh, that he's well, um, you know, maybe he was under the weather. Paul had a thorn in the flesh, as we read. And so <clears throat> there was some physical ailment that he uh, wrestled with. Ministers don't always do this very well. I wonder how well I do it. <clears throat> I, I think in general, I try to be very human with uh, the congregation, with Greenwich. Uh, part of it is I'm an extrovert, and so if I think it, I'll often say it. I'm, I'm sure this comes as a newsflash to all of you. <laughs> but, but I have always believed, well, I say always, uh, in my walk with Christ, uh, both on some of the mentoring relationships I had, some of those early mentors of mine who, who uh, invested in me, but also modeled for me life. So by, by positive example, and then by negative example, uh, being around those, uh, lead, some leaders who ne you didn't know a thing about them, never, they were a closed book for their own reasons, and I don't quarrel with that, but I think the incarnation of Jesus Christ, the word made flesh, is something that is itself exemplary that the enfleshment of the gospel, the enfleshment of belief, that the embodying of faith means that we ministers are people too, who have lives, who have families, who have ups and downs, who have hobbies and interests, who have preferences and, you know, I'm not going to eat that kind of food. I'm going to eat this kind of food, you know, some of the the joking from the pulpit about barbecue and the like uh, last week. 
it humanizes the minister. Now, there are some who believe ministers ought never to uh, share that, to keep that professional distance, wear the black robe, wear the, the, the ministerial robe. You're the authority, you're the professional, so stay in that, that keep that professional distance. Form no friendships within the, the congregation because they're going to need to come to you and you need to be have no uh, emotional entanglement with the um, with the congregation. I've received that kind of training uh, and advice. <clears throat> I have chosen differently. So I appreciate this language. I'm sending Tychicus that he that you may know you know how we're doing, how I am doing, um, and what I am doing. <clears throat> Because that's the other side of things, you know. What's the minister doing these days? Well, I'm hanging out in my basement making videos. <laughs> but there's there's a humanity that is helpful that I have appreciated the ministers and others, colleagues along the way, where where there's real life. So I'll just say it that way. Uh, and so I appreciate this little personal greeting um, and I'm sure there's more about me that you could know than I disclose. I, I don't, I'm not aware of intentionally keeping information, but n neither do I want to live my life totally out in front of you. But as, as you who have been listening for recent weeks recall, <clears throat> through the, um, the death of my mother and the weeks after that, those were some personal reflections and remarks uh, that were, you know, I, I was concerned that they might have worked too intimately, too too much. I, I don't want to overshare so as to make everything about me. So anyway, point being, I love this little greeting. Uh, Paul himself wouldn't be there, but uh, his close colleague and, and friend Tychicus would, would show up and, and give some news. And so um, <clears throat> it's, it's in line with that thought from yesterday of pray for me also. Sometimes ministers, no, 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 I don't, I don't need prayer. I'll do all the praying here. I'll pray for you. And then when the, the turnaround. And so some of us are better at caregiving, right? And the caregiver sometimes has a hard time being a care receiver. And so that's something I have struggled with, uh, over the years. <clears throat> and so try to, Anyway, try to be human and, and personal. Then there's a benediction that closes out. Peace to the brothers and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with an undying love. And so here it's peace to the brothers and grace to all who love Jesus. Peace and grace. The greeting from chapter 1 verse 2 that I read earlier, it's grace and peace. I don't know that there's anything to be made about that other than it's the same two words that are common, grace and peace. Peace be with you. So we share the peace on Sunday mornings. The peace of our Lord be with you. And the congregation responds, and also with you. Be eager 
to, to, to uh, give every effort, make every effort to maintain the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. The old Hebrew word, the original Hebrew word is shalom. Peace is what God is after. Peace is not just the absence of conflict. It's wholeness. It's goodness. It's, it's flourishing, a fruitfulness, things working the way they're supposed to. And so grace and peace, grace, this gift, this, this life, this joy, this thing that is, comes to us, you are saved by grace. That, that's, a, that's a theme of this letter. God's grace that sets Paul apart. God's grace that, that makes us alive and, and, and saves us. So peace and grace, that's what we Christians ultimately are about. At the end of the day, though this blessing follows the spiritual battle, at the end of the day, we're not about battling. We're not about fighting. We're not about taking it to people. That, that is not the goal of the Christian life. The, 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 the relationships that we have with one another, the relationships that we have with others that are outside the faith or that are inside the family, though we have some differing views, be it from a Presbyterian standpoint with our Baptist friends, our Roman Catholic friends, etc. And even within the Presbyterian family, those who have some differing views on how life should be lived and, and, and how the faith should be applied, let us always live with grace and peace towards other people, certainly within the, 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 the church family. So peace to the brothers, so, so this peace to the community, and love with faith. I love that language. Love with faith. Love, love is is the, the supreme virtue. Faith, hope, and love abide these three. The greatest of these is, is love. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 13. But in Galatians, he, he says, what matters is faith working through love. It's, it's a faith that expresses itself. It's a love that has faith at it. So that's what distinguishes the Christian family. Many people have expressions of service and sacrifice and love, God has made us so. We're made in God's image. And so we move towards caring for others. That's a God-ordained thing, right? But not all love is accompanied by faith. And sadly, not all faith is accompanied by love. So it's love with faith that is um, affirmed here, uh, that is spoken here. And then a grace to all who love, there's that word again, who love our Lord Jesus with an undying love. So it's, it's so three times just in this short little two verses, love with faith, grace to all who love our Lord Jesus with an undying love. Love, love, love. That's what we're about. Grace, peace, love. And so I pray that as we wrap up this study, we'll talk a little bit more. We're going to do some some extended reflections next week <clears throat> on the whole book. I pray that your life is marked by grace, by peace, and by love. That whatever's going on in the world, whatever's going on in your life, whatever ups and downs, ins and outs, that we would understand grace and peace and love are these overarching goals, themes, 
blessings that we are after. It's a posture. It's an attitude. It's a framework. Um, it's an understanding. It's a commitment to be a certain kind of person. And so having summed it all up, having written this wonderful theological letter that has practical application in, in some profound ways within the home and beyond the home, in the midst of the spiritual battle, let us be about grace and peace and love. <clears throat> what I like about this little blessing coming right on the heels of the spiritual battle, there is a confidence, an assurance, a calm way that the letter ends. It doesn't end frantically with the spiritual forces of darkness and evil and, ah, you know, the urgency is there, but underneath the urgency is something deeper. A mighty fortress is our God. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. <laughs> he lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Twice that line comes. Be still. Know that I am God. <laughs> and so, <clears throat> however we conduct ourselves, however we engage and live out our faith in the midst of a, a nation in uproar, as ours is right now, not just today, but these days, these months, these years, these recent years, our nation is in uproar. May we be people of grace and peace and love and so distinguish ourselves. Let us not be people of anger and bitterness and resentment and hostility and fighting. Even when we contend and contest, let us do so wisely, gently, humbly, compassionately, truthfully, but let us do so with grace and peace and love. And so um, let me close there. Close out our week. Uh, next week, uh, what I really want to talk about is kind of loop back because we've been at Ephesians so long now that we might have lost some ways in which we can live and apply the truths of this, um, of this great book. I love Ephesians. Hopefully that's come through. And uh, yeah, and so let, let's, let's pray now. Let's lean into a, let's have a great weekend. I hope to see everybody uh, on Sunday at church. Uh, we'll be reading Ecclesiastes 7. Be some interesting reflections we'll, we'll, we'll talk about. But for now, let's pray. Father, thank you for the personal nature of this closing few verses. And thank you for the ways in which you make all of us to be human. Uh, and pray that myself and, and the rest of the staff and the leaders at Greenwich and those of our other sister churches that, that together with the congregation, uh, leader and, and, and congregant alike, pastor and, and, and member alike can walk in human ways, caring for one another, praying for one another. And so I thank you for those who have been so helpful to me and so encouraging to me, particularly in these recent weeks following my mother's death. Lord, may 
I serve and we serve uh, together in, in deep, rich human ways that are marked by grace and peace and love. And so we, uh, we pray to that end, O oh Lord, and may your spirit abide with us as we head into this weekend, praying in the name of Jesus, who taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, may the grace of God, the peace of God, the love of God abide with you, keep you, fill you, surround you this day and forevermore. Amen.